So we're going to be bringing back our five-minute power talks. I know that many of you enjoyed them, except throughout the year, primarily the power talks will be purely out of the Science of Mind textbook, because I want to keep this textbook, which is, I want us all to remember that that's the foundation. That's why we're here. That is the gems in this way too long book. The gems in this book are more than I can tell you. I, I read, I've read this book, and any of you who've been in my class have seen the, the copy of my book that's falling apart. The only reason why I have two covers is I have one of those material covers that holds the back or the front cover on. Um, and I read it, and then I go to prepare for a class again, and I stumble on something I swear I've never seen before. Or I slow down and I read it more slowly. I'm like, oh my God. And one of the words that I got, that I'm having um, a love for, and I want, to, I want to infect you with this love, because it changes everything when you read it properly. Anywhere in this book or any other me metaphysical book, when any author refers to that this thing is as you, that peace is as you, that God shows up as you. That two-letter word, as, changes everything when you really understand what it's saying. It's saying that the presence, the power, the love, the prosperity, the, 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 the joy, the passion of spirit is available as you. Do you get that? Not, you don't have to reach for it. You don't have to try to get it or try to be it. You are it. And so when you read something and it says, as you, you are that. You are that. And very often when we read, we read too quickly. And we pass over those little words. Some of the most powerful words that we have are as, no, yes, and yet. And you'll hear me over time talk about them. Even the word no is a very powerful word. Don't think, don't think that it's a negative word. It's not a negative word. It's actually a source of power because when you, when you use no and it's properly placed, you are a, retrieving your authority. So you'll be hearing me speak about these four, these four very small two-letter and three-letter words over time, and hopefully it'll help you to reread things that you've read in the past, but you'll be thinking of it as, this is God as me. This is intelligence as me. This is love <laughs> as me. You understand? Do you get that? So the next time you come upon those words, don't read it too quickly. Don't skip over it because it only takes that much space in the book. So please warmly welcome Reverend Stephen Bartlett. Good morning. Good morning. What a pleasure to be here today, right? So this whole incredible consciousness is what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> it thrills me to be up here because many years ago I wasn't able to even think consciously and my life just evolved and I was getting exactly what I asked for because I was asking for nothing and my life was just moving into a consciousness of being in something, out of something. But now I'm really conscious and in this consciousness, 
It's an awakening for me because what it does for me, it allows me to take bits of the science of mind into the consciousness, which is basically God and spirit. And to know that I can change anything in my life, and that's the beauty of being here. Because life to me wasn't always good, and I always tried to change it, but I would end up going someplace different. And today I don't. I just, when I change something, I change it in my mind, I change it in consciousness, and then I'm able to move forward. And it's really nice, but I have something to say here. So it's, this whole chapter to me is trusting. It's learning to trust. It's learning to be part of the idea of the flow, to be as in the flow. And it says when we learn to trust the universe, we shall be happy, prosperous, and well. We must learn to come under that divine government and accept the fact that nature's table is ever filled. Never was there a cosmic famine. The finite, the finite alone has wrought and suffered. The infinite lies stretched in smiling repose. God is always God. No matter what our emotional storm or what our objective situation may be, there is always a something hidden in the inner being that has never been violated. And I just love that. We may stumble, but always there is that eternal voice forever whispering within our ear that thing which causes the eternal quest, that thing which forever sings and sings. And what I find in the science of mind in this chapter especially is it gives me the opportunity to just be be one, be one with God, be in the allness, be in the truth, be in the absoluteness. And it's like really hard when you first come here and you're hearing all these words of just be or be as, and you're kind of sitting there and say, what are they talking about? I have no idea what they're talking about. But when we step into the consciousness of knowing that God is everything, and we move from that place that God is everything into the place that says, because God is everything, I too can do and be part of the God essence. That essence is the, the peace that lets us be. I mean, in my old life, I was always praying to a God that was up there. And I wasn't getting anywhere with that. Um, I was feeling somewhat satisfied, but never really satisfied. When I realized that the God in me is the perfect presence, and I can be as God is, my life shifted. So I'm only up here for a few minutes, and I just want to welcome that idea of being in the presence of God, knowing that the nature of the universe is there to support us in everything. And God is always there to support us. So as we allow ourselves to just trust, be, be patient, be loving, and moving into this idea that God is all things, that we are part of that expression of God, then our life shifts into a more morphed area where we can say, yes, I am conscious, and this consciousness is alive in me, and this aliveness is perfect, it's whole, and I am complete. And this is the essence that I have today. This is the newness. I mean, I put all these ideas into focus, and I start to get all these ideas with the help, with the love, with the peace, with the beingness of God. So 
I just want to say that I am humbled to be here because my life hasn't always been this wonderful. And it's really wonderful because I believe, I trust, and I move into that consciousness. And every time I make a plan, I know that my consciousness creates the subjective or the subconsciousness. And that is where the law comes in and helps me to shift into being. So with consciousness, which is being alive, being awake, being observant, being trusting, and whatever I say becomes done for me in a subjective way, which means that there's always a consciousness and there's always a subconsciousness, or always an objective or always a subjective. One is the spirit and the other is the principle, and we move in through that way. And that is the thing itself. Thank you. I am so glad we pulled that out. <laughs> One's good. <laughs> In my household, having three sons, when you catch something that's thrown at you last minute, you say, ninja. <laughs> you had a half a ninja. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we, we're finishing a four-week class that, we were teach, that I was teaching, uh, which is the Fast Start, the Science of Mind Fast Start. And then in another week, we're starting a four-week class for prayer partnerships. And um, you could sign up for that today in the bookstore. The first person to sign up and pay for it gets a textbook. A textbook, just let you know. Every year we give away one or two free textbooks because that's what I want you to have in your hand. I don't care what else you have in your library. I want you to have the Bible, <laughs> our Bible. So I want you to repeat after me some of the most beautiful words ever written by a teacher who, uh, whose words are eternal, even though it's not um, Ernest Holmes. Um, in some ways, I think he's a little clearer than Holmes. You know, Holmes kind of spoke in tongues sometimes. It seemed like a little bit, you know. Promise yourself to be strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, prosperity to every person that you meet. To make all your friends feel that there is something worthwhile in them to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true, to think only of the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best, to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own, to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future, to wear a cheerful expression at all times and give a smile to every living creature you meet, to give so much time to improving yourself that you have... <laughs> Sorry, I just had a thought creep in. I'll explain that. I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. I'm Sorry. Whoa, a little ADD. <laughs> to give, where was I? To give so much time to improving yourself that you have no time to criticize others. To be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. 
to think well of yourself and to acclaim this fact to the world, not in loud words, but in great deeds, to live in the faith that the whole world is on your side, so long as you are true to the best that is in you. Christian Larson, written in 1912. Man, come on. I, have, I only printed out a few of these. If you want these, come and take these later. I, I just have to explain. I just have to explain what that was because that was just too dang funny. What happened was, I, know, I, want, I want you to understand this, this segue so you don't think I'm totally crazy. <laughs> what did I say about all living things? Oh, oh, to wear a cheerful expression at all times and give a smile to every living creature you meet, right? And so suddenly a picture of my dog came to mind. My dog Eden, who is a, a Roddy Shepherd, a lovely mush of a dog. And last night I picked up my, my, picked up my boyfriend from work, and so I take her with me sometimes when I, if I used to give Seth a ride back and forth to school, or I pick him up from work. So he, <laughs> in the back seat of the car and I turned to kiss him hello and Eden's face is like right there like right there like right between us so I'm sudden sorry but that just suddenly came to mind <laughs> you know she's a bush but you know because it came in at every living creature you know the animal lovers in the room so yeah I, I cats dogs yeah I've never I don't think uh if I have ever lived in a home without an animal, it was a very brief time. I can't even remember it. It feels like maybe at some point I did, maybe quite a lot younger. You want to have, you want to find some happiness? Adopt a pet. I'm not, I'm not on some kind of campaign here. I'm just saying, you know, in Facebook a lot. My one of my ministerial friends, uh, Reverend um, Ray, Raymond Vogue. He, what's his last name? Vogue? Ray Vogue? Right. Yeah, he, um, he's been posting lots of things about animals and ASP, uh, ASPC lately, so I've been watching them, and, you know, so I'm having even more sensitivity. But really, you want to open your heart, get a, get a, especially from a shelter. It's nice if you have the money to buy a brand new dog, but you really want to open your heart, get one that wants to be adopted. They know you've adopted them. Right, Barbara? They know. They know, they know that you took them in and loyal and loving and, and your heart just keeps, you know, opening and opening and opening and, you know, you clean up a little vomit, you pick up a little poop, but it's all part of the love. It's like having kids, you know, same thing with kids. So 2014 is, you know, for me, it's never been a time where I have talked about, at least not as far as the center goes, I don't talk about resolutions. I've never spoken about resolutions because resolutions for me are something that is based on moving away from something. However, we do speak very often here about setting an intention. Because what happens is most of us, not everybody, but most of us tend to do an assessment at the end of the year where we look at what, you know, what transpired and we start to ponder what is it that we were missing? What do we want more of? Now, and I'm not talking about in form, although form is fine, but what do you want to experience more in this year than maybe you didn't? in last year, not because it, that tick of a clock means that much, it's just it's an opportunity to start again, as is every moment. 
You know, New Year's Eve, like Easter and the resurrection, they're only excuses to do what you can do every moment, especially in this teaching. There is no moment that is not available for us to begin again. And, and one of the things you're hearing me speak about a lot lately is the now. I mean, you know, in this now, I mean, everything is available. Anybody had some pain and suffering in your lifetime a little bit in the past? You know how much it matters right now? Nothing. If it does, it's because you went over and you picked it up and you decided to carry it. Yeah, you decide to carry it. And, and, and some of you are walking around carrying this. Anybody, anybody walking around carrying it? Right? It's the who left you, who fired you, the, the job you didn't get that you wanted, uh, the book you didn't write, the pain of that, the pain of not feeling satisfied, and you're carrying it. And then the worst part, take that envelope, please. The worst part is that the longer we carry it, the heavier it gets. And then we're walking around, and, we're, and then what happens is, anybody wanna hug me? <laughs> the problem is, if I hug you right now, I'm gonna hug you wound first. I'm gonna hug you story first, because this is what's gonna get in the way. You get that? This is real stuff. You're carrying your stuff. You're carrying it. She's taking a picture of this. <laughs> of all days, you need to take a picture. <laughs> At least I hope my hair looks good. <laughs> of, <laughs> I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny. You're carrying it. You did it. I did it. It's, not, it's actually not funny at all. Because what happens is we carry it and we think it's somebody else. Would you relieve me of my pain and suffering, please? Truly. Thank you, darling. I appreciate that. We, and then what happens, we, we develop elaborate stories elaborate, elaborate stories, right, Bill? And we tell ourselves the stories over and over and over again. And then we think they're real. And then we feel, well, they must be real. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it because you told your story over and over again to yourself, and you pulled what was into the now. See, in, in God is only now. God doesn't even have a past. So the thing itself, that which Reverend Stephen spoke about, and that which we open up the textbook with, is only now. All of the power that you and I have is now. There is no power in the past. You can't do a dang thing from what was. You understand? Not a thing. Nothing. Nothing. And, and until you clean, you know, clean up to the best of your ability by whatever process you want, your decisions, your now decisions, are going to be corrupted because of the story you're telling yourself. So this present moment is, is tainted by that internal conversation. Are you with me? Am I clear? I see a couple of furrowed brows. Do I need to say it differently? So, my son Seth, he's, um, 
he's, uh, he plays lacrosse. He's playing lacrosse today. And um, he's, been, he's grown up in this teaching, and God love any of you who are letting your children be brought up, to be brought up in this teaching. And um, so he, I, I go into his room early this morning. I had to leave the house early. I knew I was going to be waking him up. But I guess he, he must have been half awake because I opened the door and I saw the, he usually has a neat room and the room was a little bit like, hoo hoo. And I opened the door, I went, whoa. And he, from his bed in half sleep, he says, yeah, I know, I, I'll take care of it later, <laughs> you know. And now I know he's not really awake. We haven't really conversed. And I walk up to him and I said, how many goals today? And I get the fingers. So out of his half sleep, I know that he's already pondering because this is what we do and this is what he does. So here's my son of 17 years old, knowing full well that it's really good to start with the begin in mind, with the, with the, excuse me, with the end in mind, excuse me, the end in mind. It's the intention in mind, it's the, it's the feeling, and it's without the logic, without the reasoning, without, well, no, how am I gonna get there? That's where we trip ourselves up. If you, have, uh, if you just want to raise your financial goal for the year, you would be totally interrupting the process if you, just, if you were trying to figure out how are you going to get from here to there. That's not your job. Your job is just to say, I want to live a full, beautiful, amazing, prosperous, loving, passionate life with friends and family and fully expressed and in my glory. That's your job. That's my job. The how, spirit will take care of the how. So we have to set a trajectory. However, things will trip you up. Now, these are not tests. God is not designing tests. God is not trying to figure out, how can I make Joan work a little bit harder? Okay? We design them and we project them. However, things happen. Why? Because life is going to be life. So, would you be willing to stand here and represent? You're going to represent my ultimate goal, where I'm going in my life. You're, you're my peace, my possibility, my beauty, my, my glory, my prosperity. You're just glowing with the, the, attracting me to this end. Okay? I can do that. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> now I need three other volunteers, people who are willing to... Okay, would you stand right there? So you're going to represent the distraction of maybe not feeling as well as I'd like to feel. Okay? This is not personal. And you will not... <laughs> we got a, a thespian in the room. <laughs> I need somebody else. Tony? So you, you'll represent that maybe financially I'm not moving quite, you know, the extra bills that come in the mail. Again, it's not personal. This isn't about you. And I need one more. Stephen? Okay. Just stand here. So you're the, you know, you're the challenge of family and friends and relationships, right? So that's where I'm going. We, we set our intention. My intention is this incredible, fully expressed life. And it's calling me and it's pulling me. And so I know that, and I set this up, and I'm moving along, and I'm treating, and I'm meditating, and I'm praying, and, and I'm reading my books, and I'm going to classes, and I'm doing the work. I'm in love, I'm in love, and I'm loving, I'm moving along, but then all of a sudden, I bump up against a distraction. Can this distraction keep me from my ultimate goal? 
No, unless I let it. So I'm not here to see this as real and solid. However, in order to transcend it, I must acknowledge it. I must acknowledge, oh, I got some relationship stuff I got to work on. I have some forgiveness I have to do. Because you, you can't go past it. You got to go through the middle of it. And so through the middle of it is I see you, I hear you, I love you, I honor you, and I take my power away. And they go away. And then I move along and I'm moving again through my ultimate, oh yeah, life is good, this is where I'm going. I'm fully expressed and uh, more prosperity, more love, more joy, and I'm kind of moving that direction and then all of a sudden, oh, they want more money from me and, the, and I need to, new tires on my car and then my heat's not working in my car and you know, the extra taxes that have got to be paid and the, intu- the tuition for my son's school and all the very real, very, very real things that we run into. This is not my reality. This is an invitation for me to be more. This is something I look at, I love it, I honor it and say, okay, I'm gonna grow because you are inviting me to grow. See, this outstretched palm wants something. It wants me to be more. It wants you to be more, you understand? So I look at it and say, okay, I'm willing to be more. So I have this plus so much more. Do you understand? So this is not my authority. This is not what stops me. This is just simply what I say. Okay, you're inviting me to be more and I accept. And in not being afraid of it, in looking at it, and, and right, right in its eyes, I get to become more. And then it kind of steps out of my way. But then sometimes what happens, and thank you God that I've broken a pattern, those, who, those of you who have known me for many years, after New Year's, remember how year after year, year every year I would I'd do this back thing? You haven't seen me do that in years, have you? Yeah, thank you. I used to get sick every year, and it was right about now that I'd be like, oh, you know, I'd either be sick or my back would be out. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you to the place and the power of the presence within me where I transcended that. However, some of us do decide that the holidays are a time where we overwork, overeat, overdo. We don't rest, then we stress ourselves out. And so what happens is now we butt up against this thing that's physical, and we think it's real. Anybody have something you think is real right now? It's not real. It's only as real as the authority and the power that you and I have given it. So we look at it, we love it, and we honor it, and we bless it, and we say, thank you, thank you. I must be more. And then we, we, take, we retrieve our authority, but we look at it because you can't change a pattern you haven't acknowledged. You gotta see it to move past it, you got it? So you can't be in denial, you're in denial of its power. But you're not in denial that you're having an experience. So you love it, and you invite it to go away. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) You made it. I made it. We, you have, we, we, you and I, have to not think that those things 
are bigger than us, that they are not, not our authority, because in the science of mind, the thing itself is one gigantic yes. It's a yes. And so I must pay attention to what I am, the seeds I'm planting so that that yes returns to me. So it's my job to plant smartly, responsibly. You understand? I want you to get this. So, you and I have got to learn to be out loud, crazy metaphysicians. And when you're in the middle of something and someone's giving you that negative conversation, that negative talk, let's borrow from him. Oh, today the Saltzmans aren't here. Because Raymond Charles Barker, the famous thing from Raymond Charles Barker is, there is no truth in this. Try that. There is no truth in this. So if I walk up and I try to hook your attention about, oh, the economy, oh my God, the economy, what are you going to do? If I walk up to you and say, you know that flu? Now they got some like a pygmy flu and it's, you got to be careful. Are you, are you going to go get your shots? What are you going to do? Because your truth is the truth and the presence and the power of the one by means of you. As you. As you. So it is imperative that we retrieve our authority. So everything, if I were to think, oh man, this, you know, the, my relationships are really bad and, and, you know, I'm not worthy. That's the scary part. If we, if we take that to the I'm not worthy, and many of us have, or that I'm not valuable, and if I believe that, what happens is it disempowers me, it takes away my power, okay? If I believe that not having enough money means I'm not enough, it disempowers me, it takes away my power. If I believe that my health is, um, is at the mercy of the conditions, the weather, the cold, whatever, then it takes my power away. But every single time you stare that thing in the eye and you say no, what happens is all the power that was caught in that space whew, becomes available to you. So the thing itself, which is the presence and the power and the love of God, in every way, in every form. Take the word God out. You don't like the word God. Put in spirit, put in energy, put in life. It matters not. But suddenly, it's now more available to you and that we get to live in possibility. So we get to ask ourselves regularly, what's possible here? Say that. What's possible here? So when we see something, we get to believe something else is possible here. We don't believe the stuff, we don't believe the boss, we don't believe the criticism, unless it, unless it helps you, it empowers you to look at it, because some criticism is good for self-reflection, not that that's bad, but not to give it your authority. So something possible is happening by means of me. And you say some of these things, unless you're in a group and they'll think you're crazy, you say these things out loud. I'm worthy, I'm alive, I'm fresh, I'm on fire, I'm inspired. You say these things out loud and you, fuse, you fire it up, how? 
through gratitude. Gratitude is how you will empower each and every one of these statements. So take time. So what I did, what I did, and this is a new thing we're going to do. Hopefully everybody got one of these today. If you did not, just take it on the way out. It's okay. You don't need it at the moment. But what you're going to get, it's probably going to change uh, its form a little bit. But you're going to get, you're going to have 52 of these throughout the year. Every week you're going to get one of these, and every week it's going to offer you a little tiny uh, practice. So this year I'm just suggesting that you begin with an intention, one that speaks to who you want to be. For me, this is who I want to be more in this year than ever before in my life. I want to be one who creates my world from consciousness to creation, that pure, that by means of my consciousness that I create, that, that purely, that simply, that easily. That's who I want to be in this year. The qu- Good for you. Science of Mind quote. Every week you'll get a Science of Mind quote. You are more than, this is pure Holmes. You are more than you appear to be. Life is greater than you have ever known it. The best is yet to come. When? That's right. You're listening. And then I put a quote in here from the, uh, the book of the month. Successful people have a habit of pursuing what they enjoy. They take actions that are aligned with their passions and avoid things that dampen their engagement in life. They do so not just because it makes them happier, but because it makes them smarter. I thought that was funny. By doing what you love, you place yourself in an appreciative, opportunity-focused mindset that allows you to think more creatively, work more productively, and capitalize on unexpected opportunities. And then I took the liberty of translating the Bible for my purpose. With all your heart, you must trust. Oh, I meant to say the law. Isn't that funny? I left Lord in there. Isn't that hysterical? Isn't that just absolutely hysterical? With all your heart, you must trust the law and not your own judgment. Always let spirit lead you, and it will clear the road for you to follow. Don't ever think that you are wise enough, but respect the law and stay away from unlimited thoughts. In the Bible, it said evil. This will make you healthy, and you will feel strong. Yay. So you will get this each and every week to take home. And the one who comes back next year with 52 of them, I'll have to give you some kind of prize. (laughs) I'm sure someone will be here every week for... So let us... And we have a new offering affirmation. Oh, let's get grounded and rooted in the truth of the truth. The truth that says I am whole, perfect, and complete now and in every moment. I am the very authority of my life because spirit as me is my authority. My authority declares that I accept my good and my greater good. That I live from consciousness to creativity that I believe that something wonderful is possible here. It is possible now that I live from this now experience, cutting the cord, releasing the pain, the stories, the stuff that has distracted me. I step into my power. I step into my power. 
I step into my power and I create beautifully and magnificently from that place. The love of spirit rushes through my body temple right now to allow this to happen. I accept this as so and I share my life with all people, with all people, everywhere. I share my good, I share my light, and I make room for the light of others. For this moment and so much more, I surrender this word and I allow it to be so. And so it is. I bless this gift that I give here today. Wait, everybody have it? I'm waiting. It's in the program. Yep. All right, folks. That's why we hand out programs. It's inside the program. Okay. I bless this gift that I give here today. I give this gift from my heart, and I give it mindfully. May my gift go forth to heal, prosper, and bless the center and all who enter. I accept all good that comes as a result of this flow, knowing that it returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is.